Amen. Good morning, everyone. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, is it a happy Valentine's Day? You're like, oh, I don't know about that. But listen, we are in our third part of our series, Greater Love. Part three, we're going to go into L. First week was for the law of priority. O was for the law of overcoming. And now we're going to go into another law of love. But I'm not going to tell you just yet. Let's go to Matthew chapter 12. Beginning at verse 9, remain standing as we read this verse here today. Matthew chapter 12, beginning at verse 9. The Word of God says, Going on from that place, he went into their synagogue. There was a man with a shriveled hand. Looking for a reason to accuse Jesus, they asked him, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? He said to them, If any one of you has sheep, and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will you not take hold of it and get it out? How much more valuable is a man than that sheep? Notice what Jesus asked. How much more valuable is that man than that sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to this man, stretch out your hand. So he stretched it out. It was completely restored. Just as sound as the other. Let's pray. Father, bless this word and help me to preach this morning, this Valentine's Day, Father, this Sunday, that we are learning about love and how to love greater, that I know all of us need to know and learn how to love a little bit more. So I ask that you bless this word. Help us to understand it and apply it to our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You guys can have a seat as we get into the third part of our Love Greater series, or Greater Love, therefore. The L was for the law of priority, knowing how to prioritize your relationship. We discussed the law of overcoming, not allowing your emotions to dictate your actions. Now we're going to get into the V. The V is simple. But it's needed to help you love greater. The V is for value. Come on, everyone say that with me. Value. V is for value. If you want to love greater, whoever that might be in your life, if you want greater love in any area of your life, you have to learn the law of value. Let me give you an example of this. Many of you maybe have heard of this, but there is this particular diamond called the Hope Diamond. Now the Hope Diamond, I've seen this in person. It is magnificent. It is something that will take your breath away. The Hope Diamond right now is in Washington in a Smithsonian Museum. What's amazing is that this diamond is actually worth close to $400 million. Yeah, $400 million. Dollars, and it was donated to the museum by a name. I'm sorry, a man named Harry Winston. Now, Harry donated this, but wouldn't you believe that as he donated this 400 million dollar diamond, like a typical man, he wanted it to be cheap. So he sent it regular mail. He put it in a $2.44 envelope package. 
And he just sent it to the museum. Now, how many of you would have handled this diamond in that manner? But see, this man, he thought it was a regular idea. He says, okay, you know, I'm just going to put it in an envelope and send it to the museum. And he did it. So this $400 million diamond was traveling across the United States all the way to Washington in a bin filled with other envelopes. And when the museum got a hold of it, they were just completely dumbfounded. They couldn't understand how Harry could even send such a priceless diamond on an envelope. And when the mail carriers found out what they had in their truck, he said, I could have retired early had I known. You see... What's amazing about this story when I heard it, when I first saw this diamond up close, was that one of the people in the museum said, had we known the value of this package, we would have handled it a lot different. We would have treated it a lot better. We would have been more careful more cautious, and we would have treated it with the utmost highest priority. But because they did not see the value in what they had, they treated it like any other piece of mail. They treated it like another regular package, and they tossed it around with all the other junk mail. You see, they said, had they known the value... It would have changed everything. Thank God it made it to the museum. But what's interesting about what I read there was that I thought about how so many relationships are handled that way. So many relationships are treated like that hope diamond. We just don't recognize the value in a relationship you have. There are some spouses you don't recognize, you don't acknowledge the value of being married. You don't acknowledge the value of being a parent. You don't acknowledge the value of having a friend. And many relationships, I believe, are handled incorrectly and are not treated with highest priority. Many relationships are are people are treating each other poorly because they don't see the value in that person. There's a lot of inconsideration. There's a lot of people just taking each other advantage of. There's a lot of people that really just don't care and it's just another day. It's just my spouse. It's just my kids. It's just my church. It's just a friend. And we don't really value the precious gift of a relationship. God has created us to be relational because relationships are a gift from God. They are supposed to bless you and have help you and prosper you. But a lot of people say, no, I have a lot of relationships that have caused a lot of damage to me, a lot of harm, a lot of hurt. And I wonder why. And it's simply because a lot of us do not value that person. 
To value something means you just consider it important. You handle it with care. And when you value a person, it's not just something you just say. When you truly value a relationship, when you really value that significant other you have, it's something you prove through your actions. It's something you prove with the way you speak to them. It's something you prove by the way you live your life. And there are so many people in relationships today that feel devalued by their other person. There's a lot of people that feel worthless. There's a lot of people that feel that 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 other person just doesn't care about them. And these are people that can say, man, but, you know, I value them. I love them. But your words and your actions don't really line up to that. When it comes to relationships, you have to be sure that value is a discipline. That value is a habit. That you learn to see that the person you're with, whether that person is a friend, whether that person is a church member, whether it's a spouse or even a stranger, every person is valuable. And when a person is in your life, you have to recognize that that valuable person must be treated with worth, with respect, and priority. When I sit down with a lot of couples, a lot of them just tell me, I just don't feel appreciated. And a lot of people feel this depreciation in their relationship because of a lack of appreciation. And it's simple. So many people say, if they would just acknowledge me more, things would be better. If they would just speak to me better, things would be a lot better. If they would just spend more time with me, we wouldn't be where we're at. But see, so many couples today have lost that discipline of value. Romans 12.10, it's important you guys see this. The Bible says, be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourself. And that word honor is a Greek word because the Bible is written in Greek. That word honor is a Greek word, temeo. And that Greek word literally translates to value. So when you look at a verse like this, what God is telling you is value one another above yourself. See, what God is letting you know is that when it comes to relationships, value is vital. Come on, say that with me. Value is vital. Value is so vital to every relationship that God made sure to put it in the Bible. Value one another. Just like you value yourself, God says. Just like you honor yourself. See, God wants you to know it's in you to honor. 
All of us inside, all of us have the capability to honor. But people are convinced, no, I can't value them. You don't know what they said to me. You don't know how they treated me. You don't know how they rejected me. You don't know how what they've done. If you were married to who I'm married to, if you were raising the kids I was raising, if you were working for the person I'm working for, I want to see you, pastor, value them. But see, God says value one another as you value yourself because he's letting you know within yourself you have the ability to value. You're just choosing not to. When you devalue a person with your actions and your words, that is the choice you make. That is the choice you make. When you want to say something to make sure they hurt, when you want to do something to make sure they know you're mad, and you want to just make them feel a little worthless, devaluing someone is a choice. God wants you to know it's in you to value. But see, a lot of times, so many of us, we we don't value because we tend to just think about how they don't deserve it. But it's in you to see past mistakes, to see past failures. It's in you to see past weaknesses and imperfections and value a person. Can I prove it to you? Because I have stubborn people in this church. And I don't know about that. But I want to give you an example see. All right. So in my house, I got junk mail. How many have junk mail at home right now? Man. What do you do with it? Throw it out? Ignore it? Pile it up? Rip it up? Do you get excited for junk mail? You go, who my junk mail's here? No. How many of you want my junk mail? Not one of you. First one to raise your hands gets it. No. Ah, coupons. Nah. I'm going to put this $25 gift card in it. Let me ask again. How many of you want my junk mail? Whoa, look at that. You really want it? Any, any first-time guests with us? First-time guests? Kevin, you're a first-timer. Kevin and Sasha, welcome them. First time. Wednesday doesn't count. Yeah, Here, Kevin, you get my junk mail. Did you ever think, Kevin, you get paid to come to church? There you go. God bless you, brother. <laughs> yeah. Look, he's excited for junk mail. <laughs> he's like, yeah. Yeah. I cleaned out some of my car yesterday. How many of you want my trash? You guys should have raised your hand. I'm going to put another one in here. I feel like Oprah. You're getting one. You're getting a gift. I'm going to put that in there. 
Hey, who wants my car trash? Crutch? Crutch? Any, any other first-time guests? First-time guests? Oh, who's born? Oh, you're a first-time guest? You want my trash? He want, you want my trash? So He doesn't want my trash, all right? Okay, so who forgot to give their spouse or their Valentine's a gift this morning for Valentine's Day? Anyone? Anyone? All right. Who's been in our church the longest? Maria, how many years? Seven? All right. Who's been here eight years? Seven years? Six years? Alamis. Louis. <laughs> here, Alamis. You get my, my trash. Come on. Give it up for Alamis. Come on, girl. <laughs> You get my trash. There you go. Go get my trash, she says. Look at that. <laughs> Excited. Yeah. You see my point? My point is this. When I first said you want my junk, you're like, I don't want that. When I said you want my trash from a car, you're like, No. But the second I'd, I put value in it, the second you saw that gift card, you all turned to savage. You all turned savage. You're like, I want that. But you see what you did? You, you saw past the junk. You saw past the worthless. You saw pla- past the dirty, the disgusting the useless. And within you, you said, I want it. If you can do that for a Visa gift card, can you not do that for a person? I got you good, didn't I? It's in you, God says, to value. The problem, the reason why you devalue a person is because you can't see past what they did. You can't forgive. You hold on to shame. You hold on to bitterness. You can't get over the past. You can't get over the mistreatment. You can't get over how they handled you. You can't. I just can't get over it. And you can't see past the weaknesses, the imperfections. You hold it against them. And it's no wonder that today there are so many couples and families and friendships ending, falling apart because we have learned to only value what we think is valuable. But in the eyes of God, He's made every person valuable. You see, you're able to not only see past the mess, But I want you to learn what happened now. Your attitude and your behavior instantly changed when you saw the value in my trash. So it shows you that value. It has a significant impact in how we treat other people. It has a profound impact on how we behave. 
how we handle our relationships, how we handle our lives. If you can learn to value where you're at in your life right now, you wouldn't be so sad. If you would learn to value the people you're with right now, you might actually appreciate them more and not fight so much. If you have the discipline to value the people you're with, And see them as a blessing, not as a mistake, not for their weaknesses, not for their sin, not for their failures. But if you see them for their value, could it change not your behavior towards them? Could you not walk in more love and respect? Because within all of us, Every human being has the natural need to feel valued. Every man, woman, and child has the natural desire to feel valued. You seek it within your relationships. You desire it from God. You desire it from the people you work for. All of us just wants to feel value. For a man, Ephesians 5.21 says this. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit to your husbands. And I know the men are like, yeah, tell them, David, tell them. But that's not, that doesn't mean you see, Pastor says, submit to me, woman. You got to do what I say. No, because it says submit to one another. It's not what that verse means. God created men and women equal. You are equal to your spouse. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. And notice verse 25. Husbands, love your wives. Just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. You know, God says there are two natural desires in a man and in a woman. The natural desires and needs of a man is respect. That's what that word submit means. Respect. If you would just respect your spouse, your husband, it would make him feel so valued. But there's a lot of women that just disrespect their husbands. Well, you don't know how he is. You don't know how, oh, Pastor, if you knew. But God says respect. If you respect your husband and just how you speak to them, how you treat them. And I I love how the guys are like now listening. It could change your relationship. I didn't forget you, ladies. God said, husband, love your wives. Like Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. The second natural desire that every woman has, wants, is security. And I know what men are like. Oh, I do give her security. It's a roof over her head and food on the table. That's not security. You see, what a woman naturally wants is that you're going to take care of her emotionally. She wants to know that you're willing to give up anything for her. 
She wants to feel valued and you prioritizing her. That's why when I sit down with couples, the majority of the men says, Pastor, she just doesn't respect me. And the woman says, well, because you don't appreciate me. You don't spend time with me. You're always working and you're always playing this and your games and this and that. And what a woman naturally wants to know is that she's first in his life, next to God, and he would give up anything for her. She wants that security knowing that. Men want respect. Women want security. That's what drives the value in your relationships. But today, a lot of disrespect and a lot of insecurity are just plaguing relationships. The truth is, this sermon is hard to listen to. Happy Valentine's Day, but listen. This message is hard to listen to because honor is hard to do. I wish I can just tell you, hey, honor one another. Have a great Valentine's Day. But honor is hard. Valuing someone in spite of who they are and what they've done is difficult. That's why you need God's help. You say, well, why would I want to do that? Ephesians 6, 2, 3 tells you, Honor, value, your father and your mother. And all the parents are excited. Yes. Which is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life. See, if you, if you had a Hispanic mother or father, you know if you did not honor them, your life was short. Cut short. God knew it. I know God's Hispanic. He's Cuban for sure. He's like, I will cut your life short, boy. And I know you're thinking, well, pastor, that's for children. No, listen. God said this in the commandments. He said, honor your father and your mother. Because this is the first commandment with an actual promise. That it will go well with you. And that you may enjoy. Everyone say, well, enjoy. Do you want your relationships to go well? Do you want your relationships to have joy? The first word God says is honor. Value. If you will begin to value, to honor one another. God promises that it will bless you. God promises it will go well. What if God is saying, if you would honor her, it will go well with your marriage. If you honor him, it will go well with your relationship. You will have so much more joy. What joy have you gotten from disrespect? What joy have you gotten from just not prioritizing her? What joy have you gotten with a hot temper? Has there been any joy? Has it gone well with you when you snapped and said all these things to them? Of course not. 
But God says, if you want it to go well with you, and if you want some joy in your relationship, honor. The Bible is full of people we have to honor, and I'll tell you, all of them are difficult. It says honor God. Honoring God is hard when compromising is going to increase your bank account. Or lying is going to bless you. But put, if you value God, you do what's right. God says, honor your parents and kids today. Oh my God, I want to beat them. I'm like, man, they're not my kids. We live in such a disrespectful culture. Kids are just opinionated. I had no opinion when I was a kid. I, I wasn't. The Bible says respect, honor your elders. The older people, see, we oh, that crazy old man. No. Oh, my parents are just too old to understand. They're too old. And that's what makes them valuable. Because with age comes wisdom, wisdom that will bless you. God says, honor your spouse. Yeah, I can call praise for that. It says, honor your spouse. The Bible says to honor your church leaders. You know, so many people, we don't respect, we don't honor the people that are sacrificing their lives. They're, they're, they're literally sacrificing to be a blessing to you in church. You should honor our media people. You should honor the worship team. You should honor hospitality. Look how nice these hearts are. You're going to get cookies after service. <laughs> honor them. You guys love food. Jay attacked my bananas the other week. He was insane. The Bible says, I don't like, I mean, uh, this was hard, but it says honor your government officials. I'm like, really, God, have you seen the news lately? The Bible is full of people to honor. Honor It, it says honor your, and the Bible says your master. That's the one that's in authority of you at work. Honor your boss. If you're in a habit of speaking bad about your boss to other employees, not only is that going to bite you, but God says that's dishonoring. You see, when you honor someone, when you value them, you're careful to treat them with worth. You say, well, Pastor, how can I honor? How can I honor people more when I get hurt, I get mistreated, I take, I get taken advantage of? It's so hard to honor. It's so hard to... Couldn't you just preach on Valentine's and love and, and just loving each other? No, I'm not doing that today. Because there's going to be a lot of I love you said today all over America. More than half of them will be divorced by next Valentine's. And it's true. Marriages are falling apart. Families are dividing. Churches are fighting. Why? Because we have lost the law of love that requires the V, the value for one another. 
I want to teach you how to value someone because it's easier said than done. Remember that love is not emotion. Love is a decision you make to be unconditionally devoted to the well-being of that other person. It's a choice. And every principle you've learned this past series has all been a choice. And value is a choice you have to make. Why? Because God said it. It will go well with you. It will go well with you. If you will keep your mouth shut. It'd go well with you if you just respect him a little. It'd go well with you if you would spend more time. It would go well with you, God says. So how does it work? Verse 12, the story we read of this man with a withered hand. You know, Pastor, what does that have to do with love? Everything. The Bible says that this man had a withered hand. In other words, this man was struggling. This man was in pain. This man was hurting. That withered hand affected everything he's, he was doing. It affected his livelihood. And in that culture, such a man would have been rejected by society. Because that culture believed that if you had some type of disability, you were cursed. So this man most likely was rejected. He was alone, emotionally going through pain, physically going through pain. He had a lot going on. What's amazing is that when Jesus came in, he touched this man. When Jesus came in, this man's life changed. This man got blessed. The Bible says that God restored him. He restored the other hand just like the other one. So when this man had an encounter with Jesus, this man was restored. His life was changed. His life got better. And when I look at a lot of relationships today, they remind me of this man. There is a lot of people that are hurting right now. There are a lot of relationships with pain that you don't even know because they walk together hand in hand smiling, but that doesn't mean anything. There is a lot of people that feel rejected by their other half. There are a lot of people that are together but are lonely and struggling. But I believe like this man, every relationship can be restored. Every relationship can be blessed. You can actually get better. You say, well, how? Jesus said it when he said this in verse 12. How much more what? How much more valuable? Is a man. See, the reason that this man's life changed is because Jesus saw him with value. And if you would learn to see people with value, it will change everything. So I want to teach you three quick things that Jesus did that show us what real value is. Number one, 
value is not a circumstance. Value is not circumstantial. People say, well, I will treat you with respect when you treat me with respect. I will love you if you love me back. If the conditions are right, we treat people like boats. If the conditions are right, I'll smooth sailing. But if it's not good, don't even ask me. Don't even bother me. We've become so conditional when it comes to love and value. And we live in a society, I want you to notice that in the Bible, this man was rejected by society. He was rejected because he had a withered hand and everyone thought he was cursed and they would push him away. Such a man had no hope because he was devalued by society. But when Jesus had an encounter with him, he did not ask, what are the circumstances? Why is he like this? Did he sin? Was he born this way? What happened to him? Was it an accident? Did he cause it? Did he deserve it? He didn't ask any of that. Jesus simply saw him. With value. We live in a sick, twisted society that values a person based on their bank account. Based on their accomplishments. On their talent. And we devalue a person on the lack thereof. We devalue a person because they don't have this. They don't do that. We devalue a person because of their failures and their weaknesses. It's so easy to value someone because we look at where they live, what they drive, what they do for a living, how much money they have, what they wear, where they travel to, and we go, wow, this person's valuable. What's their net worth? And then we look at someone like a homeless man on the street and we think, oh, that, that, oh. But in God's eyes, they're valuable. Value is not circumstantial. That's why in your relationships, you might be struggling today because you're saying, well, I'm waiting for them to change. And then maybe I'll be nicer. And I can't value them because look at our circumstance right now. All we do is fight. Well, if all you're doing is fighting, maybe you might want to honor a little more and maybe the fighting will stop. You see, when you look at this, this cardboard heart with chocolates in it, you, know, you might, you know, I, it's so dumb. This is so dumb. Let me explain why. It, 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 takes a, it takes about 22 cents to make one of these. And we spend $10 on it. We're getting ripped off, people. Getting ripped off. 22 cents for this, this cardboard. But why, why do we get ripped off? Why do we buy it? Why do we do it? Well, because it's not about the cardboard. It's about what's inside, right? And that's what God wants you to do in your relationships. When it's circumstantial, you look at them from the outside. But when you learn to honor the way God honored us and valued us in spite of our sin, you learn to see someone on the inside. You say, oh, on the inside, they're just as rotten. 
But no, God says that we are all made in his image. And that person that you're so mad at, that person you can't stand, that person you run away with, that's someone that God is crazy about right now. That's someone that God loves right now. That's someone that God died for right now. But when your relationships are circumstantial, it will not go well with you. Because like love, it's not based on emotions. And when you value a person, it is not circumstantial. It is a constant discipline you must work through to value a person through your words, through your actions, and how you treat them. And that's why honor is not hard. It's not easy. It's like this box of chocolate. It's worthless. It's worthless. But the inside is what drives you to desire it. And if you can learn to see people the way God does, it might actually help you to value one another more. Isaiah 43.4, God said, Since you are precious and honored in my sight, and because I love you, I will give men in exchange for you and people in exchange for your life. This was Isaiah talking about Jesus. And the reason that Jesus died on the cross for your sins and for mine is because he loved you. And in that love, he saw past the worthless sin in our lives. And he saw that we were made in the image of God so much so that he wanted to honor us in, in his sight. When God looked at you, The Bible says you were precious to him. What if you looked at everyone in your life like that? What if you looked at that stranger and said, man, that person is precious in God's sight. That person you're married to is precious in God's sight. Those children you're raising are precious in God's sight. Every person in your life, in the eyes of God, are precious. So you simply have to say, Lord, help me to see them the way you do. Because it's not easy. And that's why my second point is this. God says, I will honor you because you're precious in my sight. So we know that value is not circumstantial because had it been circumstantial, Jesus would never have stepped up on the cross to die for your sins. Not only is value not circumstantial, but because we were precious in his sight, God is letting you know That value is in your focus. Value is in your focus. The way you're choosing to see things. When Jesus walked to the synagogue and he sees this man with the withered hand, did you notice the Bible says that the other hand was fine? You know why God pointed that out? Because he wants you to know how every person is built. There are two sides to all of us. Don't act surprised. You see, some of you, on one hand, you're so holy. On one hand, you're spiritual. You're mature. You're not mature, you're mature. That's how much... On one hand, 
Oh, yeah. Oh, that hand's on Sunday, though. On the other hand, I got, I'm selfish. On the other hand, I got a temper. On the other hand, I might stab you if you cross the line. On the other hand, I have no self-control. On the other hand, I have addictions. I have bad habits. But on the good side, you see, all of us, there's two sides. There are two sides to relationships. On one hand, you love each other. You hold hands. You go on dates. You're just you're kind of kind to each other. But on the other hand, you say, man, pass. On the other hand, sometimes she's crazy. Oh, no, she's a great mom. But on the other hand, she can be a better wife. Oh, he's a great father. But on the other hand, he could be a better husband. You know, churches have two hands. Oh, man, you raised both hands for worship. Doesn't mean that we're all one sided. Every church is two sided. On one hand, we, have, we love Jesus, we love each other, we love the church, you love the past. On the other hand, I've seen some fights in here. I've seen some angry people in here. Did you know there's some people that don't even like me? Me. Jesus sees this man with two hands. One is great. One is withered. What hand did Jesus focus on? The withered one. And it's interesting that society focused on that withered hand too. The difference is when society focused on that withered hand, they rejected him. But when Jesus focused on the very same hand, he said, I can help him. So you have a choice to make in your relationships when it comes to value. You can focus on the good hand. But when the, you focus on the bad hand, you can either get mad and reject and isolate and push them away and it will not go well with you. Or like Jesus, you can say, let me help you with that. I want you to reach that hand towards me. I want to be able to touch that area in your life. I want to help you in that area. See, couples that last are those that don't just focus on the good hand. Because young couples today, they get married only for the good hand. But bro, there's going to come a time that bad hand's coming. There's going to come a time that the other hand's going to show up. You're going to wake up and you say, who did I marry? Oh, the other hand comes out when you're married. But see, couples that last say, I'm not just with you for your good side. I will help you with your bad side. See, when you value a person, I'm not saying just ignore their bad side. No, you don't ignore it. But you help them with it. But we live in a world that just focuses. We only focus on the good hand. And the minute the other hand shows up, we're out. And value takes more discipline to say, I don't, this, this hand is not perfect. It's not what it needs to be right now. But 
I want to help you with this. That's value. You see, could you imagine? If you get a knock on the door. This man says, you got a Valentine's from your spouse. Here. Let's give you chocolate. Just like this. What If that man knocks on the door and says, Happy Valentine's Day from so-and-so, just like this, what would you think? Crazy. Someone said crazy. Someone said nasty. Gross. But you know what's wrong with you guys? Why is this crazy? Why is this nasty? I touched it. It doesn't look good. There's no value. But I know there's value in this, Jay. You're going to eat this after service. I don't care if it's been in my hands. You know you're going to eat it. Because it's not in a box. But you just finished telling me a five minutes ago that the box was worthless. But you know what the difference is now? The very thing you saw as worthless now has value because you appreciate it. Because you see the purpose and how important it is. You see, don't wait till you're alone. Don't wait till they're gone, divorced, dead. To recognize the value. We live in a sad world that recognizes the value of someone when they're gone. You want to focus, oh, that, they're nasty, that's gross, I can't stand them, yeah? But if you just realize that there's a purpose behind them, there's a reason for them, there's something good about them, you might actually appreciate them more. Because remember, love will depreciate when you don't appreciate. Do you appreciate the people in your life? Do you appreciate that person you woke up next to this morning? Do you appreciate those children you're with now? Do you appreciate the job you have? You have it because of that boss you don't like. Do you appreciate this country? Don't wait till it's come, become, oh, no, but it's, na- no, it's nasty. I can't do it. No, learn. You instantly saw the value and what you used to say was worthless because you saw it now through a different lens. Your focus changed. Lastly, as we close with this, you guys enjoying this so far? It's not easy. We have to learn that when it comes to value, Jesus, he looked at this man and he said, I'm not denying that withered hand is messed up. See, value doesn't mean that that person 
is perfect. Value doesn't mean that what they did was okay. No, you can tell that person in your life, that hurt. You were selfish. You were rude. You were prideful. You can tell them, I don't like you right now. But I appreciate you. And I'll value you. Because Jesus said, would you reach that hand to me? You know, every person should have a person in their life that they can come to and and just reach out to them. No matter how bad, how messed up, how ugly it is, Jesus says, reach to me. That's what he told his man, stretch out your hand, reach. Every relationship, every person needs a person that they can come to and say, I I need you right now. And I'm going to show you my bad side. I'm going to show you the side that no one knows. I'm going to show you a side of me I hide from church. I'm going to show you a a side of me the pastor doesn't know about. I'm going to show you a side of me that I know is going to mess up our relationship if we don't fix it. But see, Jesus said, stretch out. That's what love is. Being able to just show not only your good hand, but a person that will love you for your bad side. Amen? And you're willing to touch, you're willing to help and serve in order to make that area in their life better. So don't give up on them. Just say, Lord, help me to see them the way you do. Verse 11. Remember, value is not circumstantial. Remember that value is your focus, your perception of how you choose to see, what you choose to focus on. And Jesus said, if any of you have a sheep and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will you not take hold of that that sheep and lift it out? Then he asked the question in verse 12, how much more valuable is that man than that sheep? You know, Jesus, he really, he really trapped everyone here. Jesus called out the people and he said, you all need to reevaluate what's valuable. You need to reevaluate. See, this is why I preached this this morning. Because I believe a lot of you need to reevaluate your relationship. Because Jesus told these people, had this been a sheep, you would have no problem working, serving, getting that sheep out. See, what God is letting you know is value is possible. Because look at all the other things you value over that person. We need to reevaluate because there's a lot of people that have value, but it's in the wrong things. It's in the wrong areas of life. And we have people that value their work more than their family. They value work more than their spouse. They value their hobbies more than their children. And Jesus said, had this been that sheep, you would have had no problem giving it off to them. You would have had no problem working at it. You had no problem 
Jesus said to these people, you need to reevaluate. All of us have a little sheep at home. We all have something that wants to take us, our attention and our affection away from the people in our lives that need it most. So reevaluate and ask the Lord to help you to see the way he does. Let's all stand to pray today as we dismiss. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. <laughs> With every head bowing, every eye closed, I just... You're here this morning, you're saying, Pastor, I, I need help in this area of reevaluating. Pastor, I need to appreciate them more. I need to speak different. I need to act different. I need to show them more respect. I need to show them more security. Pastor, it's hard. I need to see past the imperfections, the failures, the weaknesses. I want it to go well with me. I want joy in my relationship. But I know that value is a struggle. And I value other things more than them. I have a sheep in my life. If that's you this morning, I want to tell you this morning, you're in the right place at just the right time. Because God is letting you know it is not too late. So if you're here this morning, you're saying, Pastor, what do I do? The first thing you need to do, surrender your life to Jesus if you haven't something. Because you have a God that says you are precious in my eyes. And I love you so much, I died on the cross for your sins. And if any person confess with his mouth that Jesus is Lord, he will be saved. Before you fix your physical relationships, you have to get your spiritual one right first. Do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ who loves you more than anyone will? Saying, I don't think so. What are you waiting for? If you're here this morning, you want to begin a relationship with Jesus Christ. You say, well, pastor, what does that even mean? It means that all of us have sinned, the Bible says. All of us have fallen short of God's glory. But Jesus, in his love, we were so precious in his sight that he said, I will step in and die on the cross for your sin so that through that we have now access and forgiveness to God the Father. And God says there is no other way so you place your faith and your trust in Jesus Christ. And just like that, your sins will be forgiven. You'll begin to walk in a relationship with the Lord. He'll begin to help you become the person he's created you to be. But you can't do it on your own. So if that's you this morning, right where you're at, you put your hand up. I want to lead you in this prayer. If that's you, you're saying, Pastor, I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. And maybe you're here this afternoon and you're saying, Pastor, I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I know. I know without a doubt. I'm a born-again believer, but I know. I'm, on one hand, I'm saved. I know that. But on the other hand, I got to work on this valuing thing. 
I got to value my spouse more. I got to value my children more. I got to value strangers more. I have a temper. I'm angry. I say the wrong things. I do the wrong things. I value the things that don't need to be valued as much as I do love my spouse, as much as I do love my children. There are other things in my life that are taking me away from them. Don't wait till it's too late to then appreciate them. And if this is your confession before God, I'm not going to ask you to put your hand up. That's between you and God. But I am going to ask you to pray this prayer with me. Just say, Lord Jesus, help me to see with your eyes. Help me to value the person I have been devaluing. And forgive me, Lord. Forgive me for my words. Forgive me for my actions. And would you just thank the Lord right now for that person? And if they're here right now with you and they're right next to you right now, hug them right now. You hug them. It's Valentine's Day. Come on, embrace them. You might have to whisper, I'm sorry. Do it. You might have to hold it in, girls. Okay, I'll, yes, let's work at this together. Love is hard. Relationships are difficult, but they will bless you when you do it God's way. So ask the Lord right now. Let me just ask for you. Can I do that? Let's pray. Father, bless every relationship in this church. Let them see with your eyes. Let them love with your heart. Help them to forgive set them free from any unforgiveness and bitterness. Help them to stay together, to appreciate one another. Because your word says to the men that he who finds a wife finds favor from God. And if you got a wife or you're about to get a wife, you have God's favor. Don't you mess that up. And just say, Lord Jesus, Help me to value, to see past the mess and see what's inside your image. And Father, I extend an extra prayer to everyone here who's single, who's waiting, who's maybe given up. Father, give them a man or a woman after your own heart. And Father, as they wait for the right one, help them to be the right one for that person that will come. And Father, lastly, I want to thank you for seeing all of us precious, for loving us and dying on the cross for our sins. We love you, Lord, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give God some praise today. Amen. Amen.